0: Welcome to Grab Life Big,
1: Big,
0: the exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life, or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who
1: do epic shit. And now, your host,
0: Pat Hybin. I'm glad you were home. all right go bros welcome to the go bro room i have mr brett levine on the line and uh we're gonna dig deep into some um, brutal authenticity so brett welcome to grab life big
1: good to talk to you pat
0: hey why don't you give everybody your five minute uh, story brett like the day you were born till today
1: Okay, I was born in the suburbs of Philadelphia in the Northeast in a place called Huntington Valley. Very, very happy childhood. Great parents spent uh, my first fourteen years there. and then my parents decided they wanted to get out of the cold and in my ninth grade in high school, we decided to, they decided to move to Boca Raton, Florida. That was a little difficult and challenging since it was my first big change, and I made the best of it, but really didn't enjoy being in Florida. It's still where my brother and sister live. I graduated from Boca Raton Academy, our high school valedictorian, and decided I didn't want to go back to the cold Northeast and didn't want to stay in Florida. So I head west and went to college at USC, which was an amazingly spectacular four years of growth and great experiences and... Really bucket list adventures.
0: Is that uh, Southern California or South Carolina?
1: US, uh, Southern California in okay. Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, I pretty much knew uh, about a weekend that I wanted to spend the rest of my life in L.A. or in Southern California. Mm. And I stayed there. And I did well in college. Had a great time. Lived in a fraternity house on and off. Learned to ski. Visited Santa Barbara, Las Vegas, Catalina, San Diego. Lots of new adventures and stayed on for medical school at USC in L.A. as well and had a really great time. L.A. County is a big hands-on place for medical students. I was able to deliver like 25 babies and really do a lot of procedures and did my first surgery when uh, the resident I was working with just went to the wrong side of the operating room table and said, go ahead, and took me through it. And wow. I walked out of surgery and said, okay, this is what I'm meant to do.
0: Interesting. Uh, it was
1: very exciting and thrilling. And then I decided I wanted to not spend my entire training and career at USC. And it's a match to find your residency where you list the places you want to go, and then all the different programs list their applicants. And I matched at the University of Pennsylvania, ironically, back back in Philadelphia where my sister was going to law school, so I moved back to Philly, lived with her for a year while she was in law school, and then continued for my five years of training there. I think each step oh, during my training, it's uh, more intense education and training and much less uh, life and fun, but the five years was really quite spectacular. and. My goal at the end of that was to make it back to Southern California. So I took another year of training in facial plastic surgery in Beverly Hills. And during that year, uh, doing cosmetic surgery, I started looking for jobs. And despite looking all over Southern California from San Diego up to Santa Barbara, I could not find an opportunity that would give me a guaranteed salary. Lots of people were willing to let you pay part of your collections, but really people weren't ready to give you any type of financial guarantee. And after maybe six, eight months of looking through Southern California, I came to a stark reality that I may not be staying here. And I started looking in other places like Las Vegas, Texas, back in Florida, Alexandria, Virginia, and ultimately ended up taking a job in New Jersey. Uh, in the north, in North Jersey, about 40 minutes west of Manhattan, and, the, and it was a really uh, pretty good job. This guy was incredibly overwhelmed. He was a single uh, practitioner in a very, very busy office, so he had a lot of overflow to start a practice. And I, I started just marketing myself and giving talks and joining the Chamber of Commerce and doing all the stuff you do to get known and and. Uh, also started, you know, trying to build a life for myself, even though deep in my heart I knew this isn't really where I wanted to be. And this was really the first time at like 30 that uh, I wasn't able just to get what I wanted by working hard. Mm. And uh, because of sort of that dark uh, part of my life, I, uh, one of my friends who was in Manhattan had joined a school called the Practical School of Philosophy in New York. And I started learning to meditate and started sort of developing a spiritual side to myself and looking at other things outside of just uh, medicine. And then one day, one random day in my townhouse in New Jersey, I got a call from uh, one of the residents in my program at Penn telling me that a guy a year older than us had just dropped dead in his office. He was 31. He was a totally casual Really cool guy. I didn't know him that well, but I knew him, and uh, he just collapsed. And his twin brother, who was also an ear, nose, and throat surgeon, tried to resuscitate him, and he died. And he had a one-year-old son.
0: What? what and like his, how? What, what was his, what Was his problem? Was, it
1: was. It was found that he was born with a heart defect that no okay. one would ever know.
0: Yeah, that that always happens. You always hear about that, you know. And, and you, sometimes yeah. you don't believe it, right? You're like, they always say that. He was jogging, and he's a heart you know, heart defect, and he's 18 years old.
1: Yeah, it it was wild. But that, that just struck me to the core. And I just said, what the hell am I doing here? Mm. And I started looking for any opportunity I could in Southern California again and went out and interviewed for a job south of Long Beach with some guy and his wife. And he was going to give me, you know, 10 grand a month for one year. So I just gave my six weeks notice and got in my car with one of my fraternity brothers and drove back to Southern California. So I came back and took this job, and in stark contrast to what I had in New Jersey, this guy really didn't have any overflow. He really uh, he had a big office that he had inherited from his father, who many generations ago was the guy in town and was really successful. And I would go into the office and see one patient a day. And so I started marketing myself and doing all the same things again and just still sort of stuck in this rut of what am i doing and what
0: kind of doctor uh, were you or you know
1: I'm a, i am an ear nose and throat surgeon
0: okay so, so your ear do, nose and throat
1: right i do tonsils tubes sinus surgery sleep apnea surgery throat cancer thyroid surgery stuff like that okay so uh so i am i'm working my butt off trying to market myself and build a practice in this guy's practice still having uh really not being very busy and sort of expanding my world. I'm taking screenwriting classes at UCLA and just thinking about what else I can do now after all of this investment besides medicine. And as we're getting closer to the nine months into the year, I'm realizing, you know, this isn't really working out, and I'm starting to ask around town looking for other opportunities. And one weekend I go home to Florida for my sister's wedding, for a three-day weekend and i come back and there was a letter on my desk saying uh... please vacate the premises he was under the impression i was uh, affecting his reputation by looking for other opportunities and he let me go and i took basically packed up all my books all my awards, all my certificates into my little celica and just drove back to my apartment and for the first time it was first time at like thirty three or 35. i didn't have a plan for my life and uh... It was uh, it was difficult at the least, and I really had no. I was sort of in a daze, sort of like when you do a near miss on the freeway or something. At, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you through. were thirty.
0: How old are you now?
1: I'm fifty three.
0: All right, so so the last almost twenty years, right? You have your own practice now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me get there. I'm almost there.
0: Yep, no problem.
1: So uh, so people uh, that I had known. Uh, basically, started calling me and saying, I hear you're not with SID anymore. I, I had written a book, which I'll talk about later, and the consultant I wrote a book with sort of dealt with this kind of stuff, and she just started telling me what to do. She started telling me, Get your own phone number, call your referring docs, let them know where you are. Ta-da-da, a few docs who I knew who had gone through this situation had told me, uh, You know, you can see patients in my office if you want. And then out of the blue, I get a phone call from the arch enemy and biggest competitor of my old employer who i had never known and never known anything good about because my employer didn't really speak positively about anybody. And he said, hey, I hear you're not working for Sid anymore. We should get together. And ironically, he lived four doors down on the same street on the beach in Redondo Beach where I was renting my apartment. So we met. He turned out to be an incredibly nice guy. And he basically said, I have an office that I'm only there part-time. You can see patients in that office, use all the equipment and supplies, and when you get on your feet, uh, pay me back. And I basically started my own practice and hired my one staff and kept doing what I was doing but used his facility uh, so that I wasn't starting out in debt and starting my own place from scratch. And, uh, you know, in six months I paid him back. And that guy eventually... Uh, we shared space there and then a space where I live uh, in Torrance, near where I am, where I live now, and eventually, we, uh, I convinced him to form a group, and he has been my partner for the last 15 years, and now we, have a, now we have a four-man group where we have two docs that work for us, and we're looking for two more. Sorry if I ran over the five minutes.
0: Uh, that's all right. you single? You got a family? What's your deal?
1: Yeah, I got married in 2001 and I have three kids. I have a son who's just turned 13 and twin girls who are 11.
0: That's awesome. And um, now you're big into meditation, right?
1: Uh, you know, I find I do it a lot more when I'm having a problem or I'm not as uh, happy as I wish I was. Uh, I'm not as consistent as I am. I'm pretty happy these days, so I don't do it as much, but I should.
0: mm. Okay, all right, well let's get into some nitty- gritty So what, yeah. I, what, what percentage are you?
1: I am a 44 percentager.
0: Okay. And um, so what was your what is your horizontal income?
1: Uh, last year, my horizontal income was around 150.
0: Okay, and where'd that come from?
1: I have uh, So I invested in a surgery center. And I get up two or three grand a month for that. That was a 50 grand investment. So it was That's really like
0: um, like you guys bought a building and rented out to some surgeons?
1: There, there, is, uh, there was a pre-existing. So I wasn't there at the formation of this. But basically, it is a facility where we, you, you take surgeries, and the surgeons are all invested in it. And you can't get paid based on your surgeries, but you can get paid based on the profitability of the surgery center. So I take cases there once or twice a month. And, you know, 30 surgeons do and all the surgeons are partners with a management company and we split the profits essentially.
0: Hmm. Okay. So
1: that, that's one, uh, one, uh, horizontal stream. I, when I joined GoBundance, I invested in, uh, in Pine Lake with Andrew Cushman, one of the DAPT, yeah. uh, syndications.
0: That one's doing I, yeah.
1: yeah, I, I have, uh, Two doctors who work for me so i make profit off them and since joining go abundance i opened an office that i don't work in so i make money off of that cool and uh, i started a hearing aid business a year ago yeah. and it made a little money just like three grand i got back last year but you know, we're looking for investors and we're trying i'm trying to duplicate the surgery center model with hearing aids so that's one thing and then uh since joining Abundance, I found these guys who will find me uh, single-family homes outside of Dallas and uh, buy them uh, foreclosed properties that they'll buy, renovate, and then lease for me, and I own them. So I'm getting a little income from that, but that's just a relatively new thing. So,
0: wow, fascinating. fascinating. Okay, cool. And then, what about your vertical income? What do you make vertically?
1: Uh, last year, I made around six hundred and fifty.
0: Okay. And um, what is your, so you got 650 plus 150, you're making about 800. What, what is your left to invest, your LTI?
1: Looking at the numbers, for some reason, my left to invest is higher than it is, but usually I have something like 150, 200 to invest, 50 of which goes into an IRA, and then the rest I spend on these different ventures.
0: Okay. That I'm talking. That's cool. And then, and then what about your life happiness index? What, um, what, um, what is your uh, average there?
1: 6.8 is my average.
0: Okay, that's good. And then what about um, your give-back ratio? So you make 800. What? How much of that 800 are you giving back?
1: So I gave back around 30 grand last year, which is around 7%. But I, I would add to that that we do a lot of stuff with the kids. We feed the homeless once a year. We do cancer walks. And once a once a week, once a month, I am on call for an entire week. And see a lot of patients that I care for and never get paid for. I don't know. To me, and how I, is that? That is uh, because when you operate at a hospital, you are obligated to take call, and you take call for whoever comes in, whether or not you're in their insurance plan or they don't have insurance. And a lot of those people you bill and just never pay.
0: So, so, so like when charitable. you work at a, when you work at a hospital, the hospital then pay you for for those people. Correct. Really?
1: You just take a loss, yes. I mean, every hospital works differently in places not like L.A. Some places actually pay the doctors to be on call, but where I am, there's so many physicians and there's so much competition that they simply require you to be on call. There's no stipend or reimbursement for that. You bill whatever you get, and when you don't get anything, you take a loss. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know
0: that how it works like that. I mean I guess it's a law of averages, right? You get you see twelve people an hour or whatever the hell it is, and then you know, on average of eight pay, then that's what you make,
1: huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean you get what you get.
0: Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. That's uh that's an interesting way. That's good to know. Okay, cool. So let's uh, talk a little bit about the pillars. Which pillar would you say you're the best at?
1: I would say um, I, I have a lot of really good uh, friends, and I, I would say authentic relationships is high on the list. I, mean, I would say extreme accountability is too. I'm pretty focused with my goals and probably are obsessed with them and uh, try to be as accountable as I can with them.
0: Like, what are, what are some of your goals right now?
1: Professionally, I'm trying to hire a new doctor. I've been looking for a year and a half to our practice. I, uh, we're about to sign a contract for a physician assistant who is, you know, a paramedical person who will see patients as well. Once I do, I'm going to look, I have some uh, buildings to look for a lease and for purchase uh, for opening another office. So those are some professional goals. Uh, I'll tell you one personal goal I have since joining Go Abundance is before Go Abundance and sort of my mindset shift, I basically took two weeks off a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, since joining Go Abundance, I'm proud to say that I've consistently taken more vacation days each year. Uh, from 2014 till this year so uh, I I work at taking days off and not feeling like I'm uh, gonna lose too much money from doing that yeah
0: that's great you know I I, about eight months ago I started thing where I only work three days a week now you know Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I really believe that in life we should have you know work one day have off one day you know it should be that's true balance right work one day have off one day yeah, that's chart,
1: amazing. If you, you know, can make it happen, that's a great thing. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So, what about which pillar do you suck at?
1: I mean, I, I would go with the horizontal income. I, you know, I wish I started doing this stuff 20 years ago, and uh, I wish I had this mindset of leveraging and delegating. And medicine in general is about grooming you to be independent, controlling everything, being responsible, and avoiding risk. It's not really about how you leverage your time or. Uh, delegate things you don't need to be doing, or seeing if your money is making money. So those are all concepts that I've learned over the past few years.
0: Absolutely. So while while talking about you know medical things, let's talk about your health. There, what uh, what do you weigh, Brett?
1: I weigh, 190. I'm 6'3", okay. and I weigh one ninety. I'm six three.
0: Okay. You know what your body fat is? Fifteen.
1: Fifteen
0: percent. That's awesome. That's awesome. So so what do you do? Um, to get a 15% body fat
1: uh, I think some of it is genetic I, I, I think I have a high metabolism My wife goes on a diet And I lose 10 pounds And she loses one <laughs> uh, So that's my marital problem But uh, in general If I don't do much I will lose weight You know I, I usually work out To gain muscle uh, I play tennis Two to three times a week If I miss a tennis day I'll spin But that's pretty much all I do I eat, We eat very healthy We don't really have much junk food around the house. We don't do a lot of carbs. Uh, We don't do artificial sweeteners. and, And then the truth is I'm not really a foodie. So food to me is just fuel. And a lot of times I'm eating, which isn't as healthy as possible, but I'm eating literally in five minutes you know, a meal between work or doing something else I'm doing.
0: I like that. I like the term fuel, right? So, so what does your fuel look like? What is, was it? Give me a 24-hour, you know, di- diary, food diary for Brett Levine. I get up,
1: and uh, I have a half a glass of water, and then I will go to work, and maybe around 10 o'clock, I'll have an orgain protein drink, and then I'll have lunch. What the hell is an orgain?
0: Have, first of all, half a glass? You couldn't just say a glass of water. But I, I
1: literally cannot even drink a whole glass of water when I wake up.
0: So you have, a, too much. Okay, so you have a half a glass of water, you know, with yeah. your toothpaste that you're spitting out. And then <laughs> and then what's Orgain? What is that?
1: Orgain is one of these protein drinks that you can buy pre-made that does not have sorbitol or aspartame or any of the artificial sweeteners, which are like Muscle milk and a lot of the ones What's do. in it? You can only get it at Whole Foods. I think it's I think it's sweetened with stevia or something like that. Yeah, probably it,
0: stevia. That's what a lot of them yeah. are using. Okay, so it's like a chocolate powder uh, sort of deal. You mix with water. Well, it's, it's and pre-made.
1: Then... It's pre-made, so it's in. I have it in the fridge downstairs, a whole case, and I just grab one each day and I eat it either between surgeries or you know between patients. Around I sort of get hungry, and then I, then at lunch I'll either eat a sandwich, a turkey sandwich or something, or I'll go to the hospital and have some fish or chicken. And then I have whatever Jill makes for dinner, which is usually, you know, salmon, chicken, steak, you know, and vegetables or something like that. Got it, got that's it. Part
0: of my day. Pretty straightforward. Not a lot of snacking, it sounds.
1: Yeah, or I'll have a protein bar or something, you know, so in the car if I'm feeling hungry. But so that's okay. about it.
0: You drink coffee? You have any water? I mean...
1: Yeah, I don't do caffeine. Yeah, I'm pretty, no caffeine, I'm pretty, no? pretty hyper, uh, that's just awesome. naturally. So caffeine almost makes me uh, uh, chaotic. And uh, yeah, I don't really don't do much uh, caffeine or alcohol. Wow.
0: Well, that helps a lot with the with the body fat. I mean, the alcohol helps a ton, right? Because that all turns to sugar the next day. Caffeine, not so much, because iced tea or coffee is all zero calories. But as uh, long as you don't put anything in it, but certainly um, it could cause you to be hungrier. So that might make some sense there. Probably should have some more water though, shouldn't you?
1: Well, I, I do drink water all throughout the day. Oh, you do. So okay, I, have my cool. desk, I have water. and So I drink water throughout the day. I drink water when I play tennis. So I didn't put that in there, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I have a water on my desk all day long.
0: And is that, is that how you get your exercise, tennis?
1: Yeah. Ten, I, I play tennis a few times a week. I, uh, I will spin, which is like indoor biking, which is very easy to get in and out in an hour. Those are my main things that I do on a regular basis besides just running around in general.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your five greatest hits. So, you know, every country star or rock star has a greatest hits album. And, yep. um, you know, Brett Levine is 53 years old. He's had some great life experiences. What, uh, what would you say your five greatest hits of the last 50-some years are?
1: So definitely meeting my wife and uh, getting married and, and having a, our wedding and just celebrating life with all our friends and family. I'm really into those kind of things. Definitely, the my three kids were something that I was meant to live for, and I love being a dad. And I can't imagine life without children. When I when I was in college, I used to drive uh, up to fraternity parties in Palace Verdes from downtown L.A. and look around here and think, God, I, you know, someday I would love to live in Southern California. And getting back here and finding a lot. And buying it and working with an architect and then drawing up plans and literally uh, creating uh, the house we live in now is a bucket list uh, thing that I'm really proud of and love. When I, was, when I went through that whole phase of uh, fellowship moving back to New Jersey, I started, as I was interviewing, just started taking all these notes and reading and investigating how I find opportunities. And there really weren't books like that. And I hired a consultant to help me negotiate contracts and review the contracts I was getting. And she had written two books on what she did, but there was no book on what, what I was doing. So we wrote a book together called How to Join by Our Merge of Physicians Practice. And we found a medical publisher who published it. And that was a really cool accomplishment.
0: And who, who reads that? Is it like, uh, do they use it in classes, and in med school? Well,
1: there are no, this, this would be for anyone coming out of training. Who is looking now at jobs? There is no preparation, or no even resources to prepare any physician after his ten years or fifteen years of training to enter the market mm. to look at different opportunities, to decide what is important to them, to decide decide what is negotiable, any of that kind of stuff. This is twenty years ago. This book, so it's I don't. It's not really in print anymore, but it was still a really cool accomplishment. I never imagined writing a book, but it's neat to have done it. And then, you know, forming the group that we've that I formed called Beach Cities ENTs. That uh, that was just a just an idea of, you know, how we're we gonna grow this and you know now it is an entity onto itself, separate from me, which is really cool. So that would be my five.
0: That's awesome. What about future?
1: Future. Well, my number one future greatest hit, and the reason I'm abundance is when I'm a hundred percenter. And I no longer have to rely on working my butt off in the rat race, which I'm still in, uh, in medicine every day. So that would be huge. And plus, if I could sell my shares in Beach Cities and get some type of equity stake or some type of uh, windfall, that would be a great thing. This hearing aid business I'm starting, uh, if I could get 20 physician investors or when I do and have a significant recurring income stream, that will be a greatest hit. Uh, I really look forward to and plan on taking my family to a European vacation in August, maybe for three weeks before all my kids are out of the house and just, you know, discovering Spain one summer and France one summer and Greece one summer. So that is definitely something I'm going to achieve over the next 10 years. Uh, I think when my kids all are financially independent and doing what they love and happy that will be a greatest hit and then uh... sort of like uh, what you discussed with ken uh... with his journaling i've been share- recording all these stories of the challenges and crises i've had and what i've learned from them since i left school- left high school in seventeen and i have like forty of them and i don't know what i'm going to do with them i was originally going to write a book or give it to my kids but right now i'm just sort of collecting them and i hope to do something with them when i when i figure out what makes sense
0: yeah yeah who knows you know i've 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 got 30 years of journals uh, and i i've got an online journal too for a special for a special thing that i'm doing with some uh, mentees of mine i put it on day 1 which is like a little software program you pay like 5 bucks for it it's an app but, yeah, there's tons of stuff, and, and and it's therapeutic, I think, to just keep doing it, even though it might not, you don't know what the end game is for all that, you know?
1: Yeah, I just sort of want my kids to learn from the things I've learned and not have to learn it for themselves, let them learn something different, you know?
0: It's it's great yeah. if you could get them to, you know, and I, I don't know what the future holds. Like, I wrote my book in 2011, and it took my kids like four years to read the damn thing, just, you know, <laughs> I almost had felt like I had to pay them to read it, so... <laughs> <laughs>
1: and did they know most of it when they read it? Was it all no, familiar to them? No, a lot. No, no,
0: not at all. Nah, because you know you don't talk. You know, I don't know about you, but kids don't like to be lectured to. You know, and right. for me to stand up there, I tried to instill some things or or say some cool quotes to them over the years. But but you don't really talk. At least I didn't. And they're mine. are girls, so you know our conversations didn't. You know, weren't about money and and work and, and, and stuff related and mines a you know six steps to seven figures it's a how to make money workbook so yeah, yeah. so you know
1: I, I find they learn more and they listen more if you're telling them a story and not just trying to teach them a class kind of thing you know
0: hundred percent hundred percent so all right so um, you've heard the show before I know you said you've listened to almost all of them which is awesome what um, are you ready to do this plain question oh yeah hit me all right, buddy, so you see the smoke coming out of the wings. You're going down. you got 30 seconds. Go.
1: Okay, Lakin, Racy, or Ryan, whoever gets this call, I love you guys so much. I've had an amazing life, and I want you guys to do the same. I realize I may, ne- I may never see you again, but I will be watching you from wherever I am, and if you listen hard enough, you will always be able to hear me. Remember all the fantastic times we had together and laugh together and know that you can create your own amazing life. I know you can. You can have whatever you want if you go for it. Read my stories and live your own. Tell mom I love her and make sure she keeps smiling and laughing and is happy. No regrets. I'll see you later.
0: Mm. Awesome, dude. Awesome, dude. Well, let's, Brett, let's wrap this up with a question from the Go Abundance app. Okay. Are you ready? Roll it. Yeah. All right. Brett Levine. How would your spouse or significant other finish this? I just wish he... Dot, dot, dot.
1: Well, the easy answer would be would not snore.
0: So that's not as... (laughs) as (laughs) That's kind of funny. An ear, nose, and throat guy snores. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
1: I I have a device that that I can put in that makes me not snore, this little draw thing that you put in. But I really don't like it, so she hands it to me every night i'm a very deep sleeper because i'm exhausted at the end of my day and she is a very light sleeper which is not ideal but
0: yeah uh, well that's probably not a good one i I don't know if i can give you a pass (laughs) pass on that
1: okay something something you could change more vulnerable yeah yeah tell me the line again
0: so she just says you know i just wish brett would or i just wish brett was you know something that she wishes from you Treat me better. Yeah, or, you know,
1: I, 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 would, I would guess you would say maybe not as not so serious as uh, so much of the time. Lighten not up. So not so goal focused, and you know, just just present and just relax, having fun yeah. more. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I just wish Brett would lighten up a little bit once in a yeah. while. Yeah. And that probably comes with experiences too, and vacations. Like you said, you know, if you guys are in, on a beach somewhere in St. Thomas you know, and, and and your cell phone's locked in a safe back in the room, yeah, chances are you're going to lighten up, I would hope, you know.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. I'm actually much funnier on vacation. My <laughs> kids even talk about
0: <laughs> Well, then you should do more of that, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Brett, well, this has been fun, man. Best of luck to you, and uh, we will be uh, breaking some bread and lightening up together in the future, I'm sure.
1: Thank you very much, Pat.
0: Grab life big.